0: Trust is a major problem for us. Maybe more specifically, the problem is not trust. The problem is, is our default seemingly is distrust and suspicion. We don't trust each other maybe like we should. Definitely not like we should. Maybe in the past we did trust each other more. I don't know. I've lived in a life where it seems like nobody seems to trust anybody else at all, especially we, tr- we distrust and treat with suspicion those who think or act differently from us. People with different political ideas aren't just wrong about the desi- their desires to organize the government and economy, they are actively trying to destroy what is good about America. This is the basic approach most people, or seemingly most people, have toward each other, an increasing number of people. And this is problematic, because trust underlies, it is the foundation of all that is good. Even if we disagree, trust enables us to walk shoulder to shoulder for something greater than ourselves. You never watch old World War II movies and see them sitting in there talking about politics or anything like that because they, are, they trust each other. They know that even if they disagree about any number of things, they've got to trust the guy next to them in battle. And so they build relationships of trust, of vulnerability. And in our readings today, we see three wonderful examples of what it looks like for us to trust God. We see in the prophet Isaiah, St. Paul, and Simon Peter, St. Peter, examples of men trusting God in radical ways. But where does trust stem from? What is the start? What is the genesis of trust? As we see in the readings today, it is compunction. It's the recognition that I am not enough. It's the recognition that I need help. In all of those readings, we hear in the first reading from Isaiah, I am not worthy in the gospel, Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. We hear of St. Paul talking about him being born irregularly. The word that he uses in Greek here literally means a miscarriage. When St. Paul talks about his own faith, he talks about it in a rather graphic term. He's trying to say to us very clearly that I was dead, and even though everyone expected me to be dead, God gave me life. All of those men show us what it means for us to follow God and to trust in Him. To start with the recognition, I am desperately in need of a Savior. And friends, when we do this in relationship to God, it also helps us in relationship to other people. Because we recognize our own shortcomings and don't see them as things that are to be avoided, but then we seek out people who have those gifts and talents. And we learn from them. And even if we disagree on any number of things, we grow because we have a relationship based on trust, based on the recognition that I don't have what it takes, but in relationship, I can be stronger and I can be better. But ultimately, I'm not here to fix the ills of society. I'm here to help you fall more in love with Jesus. And do you trust Jesus enough to give your entire life to him right here and right now? Do you trust Jesus? That Jesus is not just walking by your life like He did on the lake of Gennesaret, but He is coming and making His sacrifice on Calvary present on the altar. Do you trust that He is then going to literally feed you His body and blood, His soul and divinity in the Eucharist? Do you believe that He is doing that for no gain whatsoever, but for your sanctification and growth? When we trust in God, all things are possible not because I am great but because he is great when we go before God the first thing we must do is recognize that I am an unworthy a broken a person in desperate need of transformation and salvation and because Jesus loves us intimately and perfectly in that We build our relationship with Him first and foremost on trust. If you fall into mortal sin, Jesus is there to forgive you. If you have a terrible day, Jesus is there to love you. If you are struggling in your faith or in your moral life, Jesus is there to love you. If you have something great and wonderful happen, Jesus is there to celebrate with you. He is always there for us. We can trust Him. But do we? Do we offer our hearts? Are we willing to take that step? Because every time we come to Mass, Jesus doesn't just come to us. Like I said, He gives us everything. We don't often talk about this, but when we come to Mass, Calvary is present on the altar. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross Is eternal. He makes that presence so that you and I know that there is a God who loves us and that no matter what we can trust him to be there for us. But here's the beautiful part of this. It's not just about me. Jesus, God, always invites us into a community. In the gospel today uh, he sends out Simon Peter who trusts this crazy person to go fishing. Jesus, who knows nothing about fishing, at least from what Simon Peter knows about him, tells a professional fisherman who has been fishing all night without a catch, go into the deep waters. Peter goes. He trusts. The first thing. But the second thing, it's right there, and we often miss it. And really, up until probably this week, I've missed it in the gospel too. Immediately, the church is there to help Peter. Peter gets this catch that is in danger of sinking his boat. And so his friends rally to his aid because they trust Peter and Peter trusts them. And then when Peter says yes to Jesus, those who trust Peter go with him to Jesus. Because we see James and John following with him. Jesus invites each of us not just to walk alone, but to walk in the fullness of the church. To walk with each other, arm in arm, hand in hand, to the Lord. This is why it's so important for us to not only be welcoming, but to be vulnerable with each other. We have to share our lives with each other. Because Peter, James, and John had such an intimate bond of trust and unity, they literally entrusted their lives to each other in their work. When this moment of faith came, James and John were willing to walk with Peter because they trusted him. So too in our relationships. So too when we have these relationships of trust. Even again, if we disagree, Maybe Peter, James, and John didn't agree on anything political whatsoever, but they agreed on the one thing, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and they're in heaven. So too for us. So too is the great gift that God offers to each of us. Do you trust him enough? A couple hundred years ago in Italy, there was an Italian man from lower nobility who was quite the... Um, partier, he had a life of excess. He had a life of fun. His friends called him Frenchie. He had a moment where he realized that he needed a savior. He forsook all of the riches and the wealth of this world. He is Francis of Assisi. Last century, there was a young, aspiring Polish actor who knew that if he followed after God and discerned and became a priest during the Nazi occupation and then the communist occupation of his country, that he was putting his life in peril. He said, yes, he trusted the Lord. His name is St. John Paul II. That's the same story with you in it that God desires to write. It starts with trust, It starts with that wonderful line from St. Paul's reading, our first letter to the Corinthians. I am what I am by the grace of God. Do you trust God enough? And if not, what is it going to take? Jesus trusts you and loves you. Do you trust him?